Hey, what's up, everybody? It's day nine, technically. Um, yesterday was day eight, and I fucked up, man. I went scouting for deer, and I ended up smoking. This is a classic situation where you've got it. I, I should have replaced it. You know what I mean? I, I had a habit that needed replacing. And I don't know if it's video games or whatever when you guys smoke or... You know, if you're not a smoker and you're listening to this and you're just, you're a young kid, you're thinking about smoking, here's the thing. You start to associate things with the smoking or smoking with those things. And for me, scouting deer, man, you get in the car, you're stoned, you know, because it's a long drive to get to your spot. Then you're out in the timber and it, it's great being high out in the woods, you know, everything is, is awesome and you're more curious, you're willing to go investigate things. Um, but the flip side obviously, is that when you're out in the woods, that should be a time when it's good to be sober. That should be a time when you're excited about not smoking, you know, when, you know, if you shouldn't have to be high during doing the things that you love, right? And I think the mind plays tricks on you. I think the mind, you know, it, it's that thing inside you that's the craving, right? Like, oh, this will only be good if, or this is going to be better if. And at the end of the day, it's not. Like, it's really not. I drive all the way down there, and I, I you know, I'm not driving super safe. I had two instances where I, I let my, my attention drift off the road, and so that was dangerous. And then I get there, and of course I didn't bring my handgun with me, right, because I was high, you know, and I pull in, there's a car with the back window totally kicked out. And it's a beat-up looking car, small, blue. It's a Chevette. I never even heard of Chevette. It's old. And there's a huge van on the other side of it that's, like, black, kind of beat up. And there, I see some feet on the other side of the van. And I'm like, oh, fuck, what's going on? You know, I'm at the end of this dirt road in the middle of nowhere. And here I am. And this car is filled with all sorts of trash and shit. So I, I park the car, my car. I get out. And the dog gets out, and I hear, oh, hey, look, cute little dog. So I know there's a woman over there. I'm like, all right. So as I'm walking through the parking lot, I look over, and this car is filled with beer cans and Powerade bottles and twisted tea and marshmallows and trash. Like, it, it looks like something high schoolers would have left behind or something like a homeless person would live in. And I round the corner of the van, and there's three people, two guys, one one woman, and they are both, they're all crackheads or, or meth addicts. Like, they are eerily thin, like, relatively clean, you know what I'm saying? Like, upright, appeared to be sober at the time, you know, just chatting with each other, laughing, obviously living in the van or living in the car. And we exchanged some words about the dog, but the whole time, of course, I'm tweaking, right? I'm like, oh, this is it, like... You know, this is the Lord beating me down one more time. Like, if I had been prepared, if I'd had my gun on me, I wouldn't be worried at all. But no, you know, what if they'd been, what if they'd been tripping or something? What if, what if they thought I looked at them wrong? I, who knows? You know what I'm saying? But I put myself in that situation. And here's the other thing, too. You know, I, I pushed myself pretty hard. You guys know I have this back injury. But I'm out there lollygagging around, you know, because I'm, I'm stoned, so I'm wandering this way, going that way. Maybe I'll go down here. Maybe I'll go up there. And who knows? Maybe if I was sober, I would have done the same thing. Like, I'm, I'm a pretty high-drive guy. And once I'm out in the timber, you know, I drove all this way, I, I want to get to check it out. I'm not really impressed with the terrain in terms of deer. You know, a lot of pheasant hunters over there. And, uh, 
you know, open tim. It was either open timber or like extremely thick fields. You know, th fields that were that were too thick. You know, some grass too. But I won't get into that. You guys aren't deer hunters, but if you're into that, I guess let me know. But the, the long and the short of it is, how did I get the stuff? Because I had thrown away all my flour. Sure enough, I hit that. I just hit the piece. You know, I just cooked the resin that was inside of it. The thing is, I've I've done that a couple of times. And at this point, I don't know if there's much in there. Like, by the end of it, I feel like I was hitting butane. And butane kills brain cells. I scraped out the middle of the bowl, too. Scraped all the resin out. Smoked that. And it was just dumb. You know, I, people talk about the paranoia. I don't... I never really experienced that. But I'm starting to wonder if what people mean is paranoia. Like, what they mean is that, you know, your mind just follows different tracks like it doesn't stay on one track it's totally focused on one thing but the thing changes all the time like first it's this and it's like whoa like i'm totally 100 gay and then it's this and then it's that and then it's this and so like if you're not in a good place or if you're feeling shitty about what you're doing or if you're feeling guilty about responsibilities left undone or you know not being your best for somebody then that does come off as paranoia because you know you, you get you beat you beat yourself up so yeah, that was that was just that was shitty. I mean, one one interesting thing about pot, you know, if you're not if you're not a smoker, you got keef, right? Which is all of the trichomes that fall off of it while you're trimming it, or while you're grinding it, and the keef falls in the bottom of the grinder. And the most the most weed I've ever seen on once was ten pounds, right? And the we were just taking hits of straight keef, you know, we just trimming up all this bud, using a credit card and smoking keef out of a bong. Um, but you can use that keef too to you can press that down you can make hash out of it and then there's a chemical process you can use with both bud and keef um to make wax you know wax is just super concentrated weed and if you're seeing guys online hit wax guys or girls online hitting wax and they're like whoa this is great listen once you've hit that point you're a fucking piehead all right and i've hit wax a couple times i've done dabs i went out to washington and it was legal out there, so buddy had a dab rig and we're doing dabs all weekend. But that that is this is not the old days of, of marijuana being six percent THC. Like if you're if your buddy's hitting dabs or if you got a friend who's smoking dabs and they're like, Yeah, and, and you're on the fence about smoking or you only do it recreationally, you need to you need to draw the line right there, okay? And uh and I need to I need to draw the line. And so what I have to do what it's forced me to recognize is just how pervasive it is. Like I had, I had awesome, awesome sex tonight. Great sex, and I was sober. And it, it was prop, it was probably great sex because I was sober. You know, I'm, I like getting high before sex. I really enjoy it. But on the same token, you know, with my partner, like we just had better chemistry. You know, I was just more in tune with her. And when, and, and when your partner is relaxed and comfortable and confident then, you know, it's a way better experience. So, in terms of my training, my back hurts, of course, because I drove all the way down, did too much that day, drove all the way back. It was like a test for myself, but I, I it was way too hard of a test. And, like, go figure, yep, now my back hurts a little bit. But, I just, I'm still hiding in this book, you guys. And, if you're listening to this to be inspired... Uh, maybe you can just be inspired by like, oh, I'm not going to be like this clown, this motherfucker. Um, I'm doing this for me, and if you guys benefit from it, then that's good. And, you know, I mean, I, obviously I hope positive things come as a result of this podcast for other people, of course. Um, but 
I would say that this was this yesterday was a negative experience. It was definitely a negative experience. I had stayed up. One of the issues was I had stayed up until two o'clock in the morning. No, it was uh oh, it might have been two o'clock again. But I went to bed at midnight and then I meditated for an hour in bed. I got up on my knees. I wasn't sleeping, so got up on my knees and meditated for a full hour. Finally, after meditating for like a year straight, it's been like off and on recently. I don't understand why I've lost this discipline. It's like I got the benefits. I, I can I can tell you why. Here's the thing with meditation, you guys. Meditation is like lifting weights. You put your reps in. You don't meditate and get in a calm place. You meditate to get in a calm place. And the fact that you can't get in a calm place when you're meditating shows you that you need to meditate. Every time your mind wanders off, you bring it back with the breath. Wanders off, bring it back. Wanders off, bring it back. And so all you're doing is putting in the reps. And the more reps you put in, the longer you can stay focused. You know, the better, the more competent you get at it. Well, here's the thing. Meditation does not make the rest of your day better in the sense that it gives you a high or you're, you feel more peaceful. Like, it's not an external hit like a drug hits you. What it is is an absence. Like, when you meditate often, when you've put in six months... Or when you, even, even like a Vipassana, if you go away for the 10 days, you come back from that, your life will feel normal. The changes are slow. But when you stop meditating, the other stuff creeps back in. You realize, oh man, I haven't been dwelling on that mistake I made in the past or that resentment that I have. Oh, I haven't been thinking about, I haven't been tweaking out about this thing, or I haven't been so grouchy. It just slowly seeps back in, or, oh, I haven't been wanting to pick up my phone constantly. You don't notice it until it's gone. And so I, I think those two things, the idea of putting in the reps, and that it's the absence of the of the, of the the hardships, or of those, those little things, that are, are the common misconceptions. I, I think people think when they meditate, they're supposed to be in some trance. That's not what happens. And that when they meditate, then they can walk through the rest of the day and they're, and they're like somebody else. And that's not true. You are like somebody else, but you just don't realize it until you start to become the person that you were. <sighs> Benjamin Franklin wrote in the Poor Richard's Almanac, 1750, Glass, china, and reputation are easily cracked and never well mended. In our Bible verse of the day, Matthew 7, verses 13 through 14, Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow is the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. Remember to find satisfaction in the struggle and peace in the moment. We'll see you next time.